Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Take Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I brought in SportsGrid and Daily Roto's statistician and developer Arturo Galetti on to talk about the 2019 NBA Finals from a sports betting perspective. We got into the weeds a little bit in terms of the series price, kind of projecting out how things might go over five, six, seven games between the Golden State Warriors and and the Toronto Raptors. If you are interested in betting the 2019 NBA Finals, this is definitely the podcast for you. We are, of course, presented by DailyRoto.com, the best projections and tools in the industry. You can get 10% off of the Daily Roto Elite Package using the promo code Rory. We are also presented by RotoExperts.com. You can get the NFL 365 Package and our ultimate guide to winning draft best ball leagues, for uh, 10% off using the promo code MATIC. That's a $39.99 package. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can always leave a rating and review on iTunes or subscribe to the show at patreon.com slash takecast. Now let's get into the show. All right, everyone, bringing in Arturo Galetti from SportsGrid. You've definitely used his uh, you've definitely used his work on Daily Roto, Roto Experts, and the other SportsGrid associated sites. But Arturo does a lot of modeling for NBA, and uh, we thought that it would be appropriate to uh, talk about the NBA Finals, do a little NBA Finals preview, get uh, some bets out, and uh, I think Arturo and I are on opposite ends of this so uh it should be should be good discussion arturo how you doing buddy uh pretty good pretty good uh hey and and as i said i just i just do what the math tells me right which uh you know i mean that is over over the long run that is how that is how you you turn a profit sports betting so coming at this from my perspective i have not i don't bet a ton of basketball i do bet series but generally it would be a series where i i you know I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking in my head, you know, I, I think that that number's wrong. I'm not, I'm not backtesting it. I'm not running it through models. Some of the biggest bets I've ever made have been basketball bets and they've been on the Warriors. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't think that you're getting a good price on the Warriors at all. I think that they are pretty significantly worse to win in actuality than minus 280. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, I think everything about this series and, and the pattern has been that, like, they're getting too many points. Right, and it, the the opposite pattern is held for the Raptors, where like the Raptors aren't getting enough points or respect. And it, 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 and again, I, I think that's kind of the key for looking at the series is like. And I was telling this to someone, I'm like, like, look, if you were getting in season, it's the Warriors are playing at Toronto, and KD is out, and Boogie can't walk, or Boogie's like limited. You you'd get like six or seven points on the Raptors, right? Particularly like they're playing like they're playing right now. And I mean, I, and I get this as the Warriors, but I mean, really, you're kind of taking a position against the public if you're taking the Raptors. And generally, when you're taking a position against like somebody who's getting money coming in from the public, well, that's the right position to take. I, I always joke that, like, you know, I think five years in a row, the under on it's the under on LeBron, the under on Melo, and the under on the Warriors, right? These are or like and the under on the Knicks, right? You always take those because those are public positions, right? And this right. is like you go, okay, you, because even though. Hey, I mean, these guys are good, but generally, like, you know, they're, like their number is bet up. And I think it's the same thing going on here for the Warriors. I mean, you know, there's, they've been playing kind of lesser competition. This, they're facing a team that's really, really good and really, really well suited to kind of go at them. And they don't have home court, right? And if you, you add all those things up, it's like, why am I getting the, I mean, why am I getting two to one on, I think it's plus 225 right now on the, uh, on the, uh, on the Raptors, right? So, I mean, like, yeah. the action's just... And then, why am I getting Raptors plus, like, minus one? And I think I think you were getting still plus one in some books. It's, it's, it's kind of insane. I mean, I think there's a, there's a two-point difference between Pinnacle and some other books. So, that kind of tells you that, like, there's some edge to be had in the series, and I think the edge to be had is in the, you know, in the Raptors side. And it's obviously been on the Raptors side for a while, right? Again, this is... 
I think it's important to note that like I, if I were picking, if I'm setting the line for this series, I would pro I personally would probably be setting it some cl uh, somewhere close to Pickham, and that's actually a lot of respect for the Warriors because they don't have KD and they don't have home court advantage, right? But given that you're getting Raptors at two to one, and given that the mathematical models are going like, well, why aren't you picking the Raptors? Well, you you kind of have to go. Well, that's where the edge is in this series, right? Uh, and I think I was talking to someone. I was like, a lot of people have like like early Raptors action from like, you know, early in the season or like when they were four to one, like a week ago. And I think almost like you want to kind of hold that and maybe like think of like maybe Warriors and six, if you want to hedge and then maybe like bet the points on each game, because that's where the edges are like the points on the Raptors, because that's where the edges are going to be every game in the series. Right. It's, 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 it, there's a lot of like interesting little bets you can actually make in this series. So, Let's say let's say the Raptors win game one pretty convincingly. Like let's say let's say they win game one and the outcome's never really in doubt. You know, maybe maybe the Warriors make a run in the third quarter, like we've sort of come to expect them to do in a lot of these games. But the Raptors are pretty convincing. You know, not only do they cover the spread, but they win outright game one. What do you think the sheer, the series price would shift to? Do you think that there would be a dramatic readjustment by the market? Do you think the Raptors would get a bunch of money coming in on them after game one that would maybe lean it in Golden State's favorite? Or is Golden State just such a public team that they're really not going to get worse than, you know, minus, like, I, I think maybe the worst the, Ra the Warriors would get in the series would be minus 200, but maybe I'm wrong. I think what happens is, so, you know, nobody's seen these uh, Raptor games. Like, the ratings, they've been watching in Canada, but, like, the ratings in the U.S. haven't been that great. And I think people haven't seen Kawhi be, like, Kawhi is basically doing a Jordan impression. That's been crazy. So I, I do think if he, like, if, if people remember back, the last time Kawhi was in the playoffs against the Warriors was game one at the Spurs when Zaza took out his knee, they were up 30. They were, li they were literally just, they went into Oracle and were just, like, Kawhi was literally just salting the earth. Like he was like just destroying everything that was in front of him. And if that happens in game one, and if you have KD who didn't travel, and I, and I really strongly feel that KD's not playing in a Warriors uniform ever again. So if those two things are in play, then yeah, I think you can probably get the, you, you'll probably get even money on the Warriors after that game. I think that's, that's your best. If you're looking for getting on the Warriors, that is your best case scenario. And I think the problem, the problem with that is, like, I was telling someone, well, I mean, like, and you want to get there because, I mean, what could happen is what if they're, like, not into it and it's not effective and they're down two and then, you know, then you really don't want the Warriors actually if they're down two and Katie's not playing. But I, I think if they get the split, then you're kind of looking at, what, five, six games, maybe, like, six, seven games, and then it becomes more interesting, right? So then you're looking at, like, I was telling someone, like, who was, like, thinking of getting in a position where he was getting on Warriors, Warriors in six and then taking the points in games right taking the points on the because like he's like thinking well if i get the warriors in six then there's a good chance i'm getting seven or eight points on the raptors in that game right so you you can there's a lot of little things you can do i think the best you're going to get probably is going to be even money because what will happen is every anytime it gets close the public's going to bet it the other way right i think i think what's actually happening right now is the sharps are jumping every time the line gets to a certain point and the public like when the, the sharps move it then the public moves, moves back in the other direction i think that's exactly what's happening on this right so let's talk about some more micro things that have the ability to impact the series. The first thing that is, you know, it's, it, I guess I am a member of the public because my, my first perception to this is it's pretty uncommon for the, the younger team, the less uh, experienced team to come in and win their first finals. But you, you can beat back on that a little bit. You can say Serge has played in the finals. Kawhi has won a finals. Marcus Gasol and Kyle Lowry have both played in conference finals, you know, plenty of times. So I would say this is different. And, oh, than and, and, Danny, and, and Danny Green is the best three-point shooter in uh, finals history. Danny Green, I mean, Danny Green does not look like that player, but that is true. He has had great success shooting three-pointers in the NBA Finals. So right away, sort of that first public argument goes against it. And the other thing that you will hear from a historical perspective is that a lot of the times these old teams, the last time they make it to the Finals is, is, is a win, and then they just don't end up coming back. But there are, of course, things that make this different. The first is that, uh, you know, Durant, Durant not playing, I think is sort of, it's somehow become underblown how important Durant is to this team. I'm going to push back on that because if you think back, the last time they make the finals, they lose. 
The Heat lost the last time, and it was similar to this. The Celtics lost the last time, it was similar to this. The Lakers lost the last time, and it was similar to this. Like that, that the the season more. The Spurs Wiley, won the last time, though, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, the Spurs won the last time, but that really was a Kawhi team, and really the Spurs' last run was the next year when they got bounced. Like that, that was so. I mean, like generally that last run, like that fourth, that fifth final straight, like like fourth or fifth finals run. The, when, the, when the team is banged up, I'm thinking this team is similar to like the 87 Celtics. Where like the 87 Celtics, you know, they, they obviously had the bias thing and Bird was hurt and like McHale couldn't walk because he screwed up his foot. So like it was like there's a lot of similarities. I mean, like if you look at this Warriors team, you know, the, no KD. Boogie's had two leg injuries. Uh, everybody, like if you. Well, look I, I guys, actually think if Cousins was healthy, that would be a bad thing for the Warriors. I actually think yes. sort of being – they're sort of being saved right now from having to play because without KD, Cousins and like Cousins and Looney would be playing as is the front court like like a crate like Cousins yeah. might get to thirty minutes a game if he was healthy. Yeah, if if Cousins is playing like Toronto's counting its lucky stars and going big and rebounding the hell, like basically rebounding them off the floor. I agree with that. But the point being that like when you look at the data for this team, if you look at any time, like if you look at the data when KD and Curry are not on the floor. It's a literal garbage fire. Like it, it's, it's, and this like, which means like the ancillary players on this team, like I, I made the argument, it, this is like the 2015 Warriors team. But if you think about it, it's, it's 2015 Warriors team where like Draymond and so Draymond and Steph are about the same. Clay's, Clay and Iggy are slightly worse. You're, you're and, a big anti-Clay truther. You, you do not like Clay Thompson right now. Well, it's not that I don't like him. It's that like. He, his play, if you look at his numbers, his play matches the kind of decline you would see for a player of his age. His numbers have actually gone down season to season. And he's like, the point I'm making is he, he's getting close to a next big contract and I wouldn't pay him. I, if I'm building a team around Steph, that's not where I want to put my action because if you look at it, if you look at all the lineup data, what really matters is Steph is on the court, right? And what you kind of want is you want, you want pieces around him that can defend and can like hit open shots and yeah, Clay can do that, but I'm not going to pay him like he's a superstar or a star. I'm going to, I mean, I'd rather spend the money. I mean, the same, I'd rather spend the money on maybe somebody like Jalen who can do similar things at like maybe like a third of the money. Right. And then I can use the rest of the money to get like additional younger pieces to put around them. But that's kind of a separate point. I mean, I think the point for this one is that kind of, and, and this gets us in some of the prop bets. I think the path for the Warriors to win this series is Clay going off, right? And, and I don't believe he's going to happen, but I mean, like, I, if, if the Warriors are winning, then Clay has to hit a bunch of threes, right? Clay has to hit a bunch of threes. Draymond has to do, you know, 2015 defense on LeBron level defense on Kawhi, and McKinney and Looney have to play B plus basketball. If, if McKinney and Looney are bad in this series, uh, they're, they they could lose in like five games. Like a lot is going to come down on those guys. Yeah, you know, problem, being good. The big problem is like so. Toronto is so Toronto is really really good at knowing when to bring out the bats and beat the crap out of the other team, right? So when like the refs are not calling anything, Toronto is going to come out like just rough you up because if you really think about it, they're rolling seven deep in defenders. Right, Lowry's a decent defender. FPV is a decent defender. Danny Green's an elite defender. Kawhi is otherworldly. Serge is a good defender. Gasol is a good defender. Right, so if there's an edge to be had, they're going to beat the crap out of you. So I, I don't believe that the ancillary pieces are going to be able to get off. Like the like the the Raptors will bounce Curry around like a pinball ball, and they'll basically like crash like see they'll oh I forgot Siakam Siakam they use Siakam and Gasol and Ibaka on Green. Kawhi will help on Curry. And so really the path for, and this is, again, 2015 Cavs series, the path for the Warriors, right? It's the same as that series. It's like, well, they're going to need Clay to actually hit it big. And I don't know that he can necessarily do that anymore. And even so, like, Clay, it isn't like Clay's not going to have a good defender on him because Danny Green will wind up on him. And Danny Green's like a really good defender, right? So it's a really interesting mismatch. And the, 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 as I said, the ancillary pieces for like the war, like the Warriors, like Bogut in 2019 is not Bogut from 2015. Right. right? Yeah. Bogut, and, Bogut should play eight minutes a game maybe. And, and, and I don't know how he should play in the series because like, you know, in this series, like Siakam and Gasol will abuse him. Right. So it's, it's, or Ibaka too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really interesting play. And I think, 
I think the key for the public is I don't know that all of them saw that Philadelphia series and they saw that Buck series and they saw Kawhi literally just like tear the heart out of people. I mean, I don't know if you watched it, but like Kawhi oh, getting I, I like, getting those three, like getting the rebound on his own three in traffic against the Bucks and getting his own rebound on the free throw against the Bucks, like in crunch time, is insane. The Bucks were the longest team, and he would just he was just literally just wheeling the team to victory. And I feel like. As, as I said at the summer, it's like, like Kawhi will steal, steal a game, right? Like, Kawhi's going to steal a game in this series. Yeah, matter. Kawhi will have a game where he goes, you know, 45, 11, and 7, and, you know, he, he does it on 32 shooting possessions. I think, that, I think that there are some weaknesses with Toronto, though. The first is that their bench is, like, a very high-variance bench. Like, if you're going to tell me that, that Norman Powell and Fred Van Viet play as well – in this series, as they did in the last series, I, I would say probably I would take the under on like their averages and on their true shooting. And that was one of the big things. I believe it was game five where Toronto basically blew out the Bucks because Norm Powell and Fred Van Vliet were so good. And I just, I don't know if they have that game in them this series. The other thing is, you know, the continued offensive demise of Kyle Lowry. You know, he is still really a good defensive point well, guard. But it's I, a really, it's a really interesting spot because Lowry's been really, really good against Curry, actually. And actually, he has been. Yeah. That was going to get to my other props. So, like the interesting prop bets for me for MVP, are, I think, I think Lowry's fifty to one, and I think uh, Clay Thompson's like I think 30, 30 to one, depending on the book, right? Or like the, both of those, were, which are longer odds, I think actually play up with the shorter series, right? Like if Lowry, if Lowry goes out and he basically exploits Curry, who's getting a bounce around like a ping pong ball. Then the series goes short and Lowry wins the MVP. Although I think, I mean, I think right, I think right now the odds on Kawhi winning the MVP are better than the odds on Toronto winning the series, right? So you you're actually getting less money if Kawhi wins the MVP than if Toronto wins the series. So it's a really interesting kind of matchup because I do think the way the matchups play out, like Lowry is going to see Curry a lot, right, on the series. And I think like though, I mean, I think what will happen is I think Toronto will exploit the Curry matchup. And they'll have to switch Clay. The problem is, like, okay, so if you switch Clay to Curry, sorry, Clay to uh, Lowry, well, then that means Draymond has to help on Kawhi because I don't think that you can actually guard Kawhi one on one. And then Siakam and Gasol are going to basically go at Looney in the post, right? And then if you switch back the other way and you move Clay, you know, if you move Clay and Iggy on LeBron, well, sorry, on Kawhi, I'm confusing myself, on Kawhi, then uh, Lowry is the one who's going to, like, end up on Curry, right? And, and yeah. again, it, it's kind of how the matchup moves around. And, and I kept telling someone, like, the reason – there's two reasons. You're going to miss Durant in this series because not having Durant means that, like, like Toronto can just beat the crap out of, out of Golden State with impunity on, on, on defense. And on offense, it means, like, that, like, Toronto can attack mismatches because you don't have KD to take the other big, right? So it means, like, whoever, like, Dre is not guarding – then if you have Dre, Iggy, uh, KD, and Clay out there, you only have to ha- hide Steph on defense. Whereas if you don't have KD, you have to have like Looney or Jarepko on defense, right? And it puts some pressure because you have to double Kawhi, right? So again, this is a really interesting, like it, there's a lot of interesting matchups and everything in, that you look at it really kind of favors Toronto, who also have home court, which is why I keep saying the points on Toronto and the, Serious price on Toronto are is where your edge is, right? Well, again, the reason they're going to miss having Kevin Durant is because they're going to miss having Kevin Durant. Durant is, you know, maybe the second or third best offensive player in terms of points per possession in basketball right now. And giving those possessions to, you know, Kevon Looney, to Alfonso McKinney, to Andre Iguodala, it just makes them a worse team. They, yeah. there's, just, there's just no way around it. They are worse. And there was... You know, there's just been a lot of talk about, oh, you know, the Warriors, they're playing so free. Look at how much more space there is on offense. Look how more engaged Curry is. And so I think the thing that we forget about the Warriors' playoff runs over the last several years is that Curry has sort of needed Durant there because he's a little guy. You know, he's a little guy who is getting older. This is going to be what, you know, their 88th game or no, even more than that. This will, They're going to be heading into their like 95th playoff game or 95th game and you know they've been playing these deep runs I I worry about Curry against Kyle Lowry and a pretty physical Raptors team over you know a six or seven game series that is a concern for me 
Well, it's an interesting kind of thing of, of how personnel and kind of how defenses are set up. Um, like the, so they have like the Warriors play two styles. They play like the, like the old Spurs style. Like when, when it's a Curry led offense, they're playing that like a lot of passing, a lot of motion, a lot of like looking, basically move, move, move until you get an open shot. When they're playing with KD, right, they're playing ISO style with KD, and KD is basically facing, like, front-facing, like, whoever's in front of him and trying to get, to, get, get a shot open to, to get to the post um, or, like, get to the, like, an open jump shot. And it's interesting that, like, the teams that were facing them in the West really did a really good job at stopping KD or, like, kind of, like, putting, like, what they did was they got a lot of, like, flexible, smaller defenders that could stay in front of them. That's what they did for KD, and that was actually kind of working. And it was a double-edged sword because once, like, you took KD out of the equation, then Houston's, re- like, really small and not physical. And, like, so Houston really didn't have the personnel to cover the other style with Curry. Same thing with, like, and, and, and kind of if you look at Portland, Portland was so banged up that they also didn't have the personnel. And you get into this final series, and it's the exact opposite thing because, like, the Raptors are, are specifically built to beat the crap out of teams, right? This is what they do. This is what they always do. Like, the, the Bucks would have been the same way and the, the Sixers would have been the same way. So this is actually, like, for, like, this is a series where, like, they, they absolutely need KD, right? And, I, I mean, I still think even if they had KD, particularly if it's a limited KD with an Achilles injury, the Raptors could do the job defensively. But, like, not having KD means that, like, the, like the Raptors can do, like, a lot of things on defense to put a lot of pressure on that scheme that, like, the, the, the Warriors are going to run. And I think, like, a free tip for, like, people is that um, basically what they should be looking for is they should be looking for that, like, the game where, like, you're going to get, like, the nice ref matchup for the Raptors. And, again, this is not me. This is not conspiracy theory me. This is just me saying if Tony Brothers and Mark Davis are out there, the Raptors know they will get away with basically playing as physical as possible. And the history has been, like, if it's Brothers and Davis that are being assigned, then the Raptors will go out and, like, they'll roll people because they'll be able to just bump the hell out of the other, the, the other team's guards, right? And they right. know this, and they – and like, like, it's not a bias. It's, it's the Raptors, their, their analytics identifies when they get that matchup and they get more aggressive defensively, right? And, it's, and again, this is not me saying, like, it, it goes both ways. But, like, again, the personnel that the Raptors have means that they can go out and do this, right? They're, they're, they've got a guys who they are the equivalent of hockey goons. And this isn't a bad thing. I'm an old Philadelphia Flyers fan. I like teams that, like, rough it up. I, it's like, you know, if, if it's there, you take advantage of that. And, like, the Warriors are, are, are kind of, like, susceptible to this. And they've, they've been susceptible to this in the finals, like, and I think that's the concern. This is why you need. This is why you need KD, and this is why the series is problematic. Where I think I don't think KD plays in a Warriors uniform again. I think he's done. I think he's there's there's no value to KD playing for the Warriors for him either historically or from a contract point of view, right? And all the news kind of seems to suggest that it's very unlikely that he'll be back in the series. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that seems like it's it's almost done. Like I think not only. Not only does it seem like there's no benefit to him stretching it, but it doesn't seem like I, I think this injury is probably worse than they're letting on. Like, yeah. doesn't it seem like there's just clearly something wrong with his Achilles? Because I think we, you know, we would have heard some news about him getting jumpers up or something, but we've got nothing. We've got no right news now, at all. Right now, the last update, uh, it's a four to six week time frame injury that they're reporting, and I think they're underreporting the severity. And they said they, this, the injury from the uh, Warriors PR was he is behind schedule on recovery. He's done no on-court work. And, like, everything kind of, like, I don't think he's traveling to Toronto in game one and two. And, I, again, I think that he's done. I mean, I think basically everything that I heard means that it's done. And, also, and, I, and I put this point up. It's like, is there anything better for KD's brand than, say, the Warriors losing five games without him? No, I mean, he, like, like I don't know. He probably kind of wants them to lose without him, you know, just because he's probably sick of these guys. He's definitely sick of it always being Curry's team. I, I think that that is. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, and again, he also, he, he wants to get paid. I don't think that there's, there's, there's no value in him going out there and re-injuring himself before his payday, right? I think that, again, so, if, so and, and, and I said this very simply. It's almost like, look, these two teams have even records, right? They both play similar rotations in the regular season in the playoffs. So there's, there's a similar 
markup with how they do that. They have, both have superstars playing at a career level. Like there's Curry and there's Kawhi. They're both playing at like an insane level. Kawhi, a little, Kawhi is playing a little like Kawhi is playing in the that MJ LeBron kind of playoff like stratosphere, which is kind of crazy, but that's what he's doing. Um, and one of them is missing their like a two-time Finals MVP and a, an MVP and an all-time player in KD. And the and they're also missing their starting center. And the other team, which is Toronto, is basically has home court. So, you know, if we were just have if this was just a random game that was happening in the middle of the season, and I said this before, you'd be getting like six points on Toronto. Like Toronto would be like minus six or something. So you're getting like three points in Toronto everywhere. Right? Again, and, and, and again, this is you know, I think that this this probably goes six and seven because I think that the Warriors will fight in this series and they'll get close. And the, 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 the longer the series go, the more likely I think the Warriors are going to win, right? I think that's, that's kind of the play. I think if, 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 it's, if, if the Warriors just don't have the personnel to match up, which we'll find out in game one, because, and, it, and it's possible because of that, or if somebody like tweaks an ankle, then this is a short series and the, and the Raptors win. If it's a longer series, then it becomes more interesting. And I do think then you're looking at like the Warriors winning the series, right? I think this is, it, it's weird. I think short series, what Raptors win, long series, Warriors. This yeah. is kind of like my, my take on this. And even then, it's kind of like, you know, the, the problem with this is like, from what I, like, like, would you bet against Kawhi in a game seven? Based it depends. What- it really, it really, it really depends on what's happened in the other games, and it depends on sort of what happens with uh, Draymond's defense on him. You know, Draymond is one of the most intelligent and talented defenders that the NBA has seen in the last twenty years, and I think that it is possible that he does have the ability to make Kawhi uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep flashing back to like, like Kawhi just utterly like just destroying him, in, in like two years ago. Like just it's just 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 going out there and just like no, and then like that's it. Like in the Sixers series, he he had Embiid and Butler and Simmons, who are like really all really good defenders, and they just couldn't do anything, with him, right? And it's the same thing. It's like Giannis went on him. Like I think I mean I mean this is a real challenge, and this is like you know the ideal situation. That I think the the key to me is like Iguodala is a good defender, but he's not the guy he was in 2015. Clay's a good defender, but he's not the guy he was two years ago, right? So. And it's great that Dre's had this like resurgence, but I don't know that it's going to be enough, and I don't think he can do it by himself, right? So, again, I, I'm really curious to see it. I, I I wouldn't feel comfortable having money against Kawhi in a game seven, right? I'd be like, eh, okay, unless you're giving points, like I, I I would not feel comfortable with it because I I just again from what I've seen, I kind of feel like, you know, it's a, the thing that happened where they were down 15 against the Bucks, and he was like, no, no, I'm winning this game, right? And he started stealing, like he started like stealing passes and, and like just making every single ridiculous play and just getting them over the hump. And again, I think that's the kind of thing when you have a guy like that on the other side that makes it, oh, I don't know that I want to be in this spot. Again, I think these are like, I'm, 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 I'm very happy that we're getting the series because one of my biggest regrets as a fan was that like stupid Zaza taking out Kawhi. Right. Like, like because that series was like gearing up to be like an all time fight for the title and I'm glad that we're getting kind of a do-over like I'm sorry for Spurs fans that didn't happen for their team but I'm glad we're getting a do-over here and again I think it's this is a much more interesting series than the public has it at because I think the public has it like the public's like setting it up for like I think that they think the series I think 73% for the Warriors to win and like uh Warriors in six and I think this is a lot more interesting than, than they're giving it credit for right yeah. No, it's an interesting series. This will be the first time in this Warriors run that I've not had money on them to start. I, I've decided as over the course of us talking, I'm not going to lay the minus 280 on the Warriors, but I'm also not comfortable uh, betting against them. So I'm going to wait to see what happens to the series price after game one, because I do think the Raptors should probably win that first game, and I would like to see what would happen to the price after that. And if it gets to, you know, if the Warriors are down uh, down one without home court, you know, having to win four of the next six games, I, I would think they'd get to, like, minus 180, and I would be more interested in that price. But I think we should go ahead now and talk about some of these player props because I think player props are, you know, more bettable and more beatable than these, than, you know, the series price. The first one that leapt out to me 
is uh, Draymond Green over 13 and a half points over the course of the finals. That one at minus 110 feels pretty good to me. Yeah, I like that because I think what's going to happen is that uh, they're going to, like, Toronto's going to deploy the uh, the uh, the Giannis defense on Curry. I think that's what's going to happen. So, it, like, I think, I think, like, Clay and Dre will get a lot of usage in this series, right? I think that, like, the ball is going to wind up in his hands, and I think he can actually, like, score on C. Like, so he'll get, like, enough three opportunities to make that kind of – I think that's a low number, and I think that's actually a good number for him, 13 and a half. That's, I think that's really good. I agree with you. Yeah. So I actually think I would maybe be tempted if you were someone who was interested in fading the Warriors, if you wanted to be really in on the Raptors, I think Curry under 30.5 points per game at plus 115 seems pretty good as well. I like that. I really like that because I think, again, I think they're going to, so, I mean, it's going to depend on how the ref assignments line up. And somebody was telling me like, what happens if like, they, they get a lot of obvious no calls in game, like in game one and Kirk comes out and like protests. I'm like, yeah, the way the league's been doing it, like these playoffs, you're going to get game two, you're going to get Mark Davis and Tony Brothers, which are like the most favorable possible referee matchup you get for Toronto. So I think that like, there's a, I think that like that 30 plus, like 30 and a half number for Curry is really interesting as an under, right? I think that like they're going, like, I think again, if you, I like the overs on Clay and, and, and Draymond and the under on Steph seems like a logical place to go right and i think i think the over on lowry is really interesting too you think the over on 15 for lowry i mean i guess the the reason why you'd be interested in these overs is that you know if this is uh, a super competitive series we're gonna see some of these guys playing 45 minutes a night like i, I think draymond draymond if this if this series is tied 2-2 I think that these guys, I think Draymond, I think Clay, I think Kawhi, I think Lowry, some of these guys could be getting one rest, uh, you know, kind of at the end yeah. of the first Toronto, quarter. Toronto's been playing crazy minutes since uh, game two of the Orlando series. Like, they, they came out game one of the Orlando series and lost because they ran a regular season rotation. And Nurse has gone to, like, the crazy long road. Like, he's gone to playoff rotations since then. And he hasn't stopped. Like, like you know, basically they're playing. Like Kawhi's playing every single possible minute. Like Siakam's playing every single possible minute. So yeah, that's that's out there. I mean, I think Lowry's going to play forty plus minutes in every single. Like the only way he doesn't play forty minutes in a game is if they like in a blowout. That's the only situation where they're not going to play forty plus minutes. I think that's 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 kind of a given for both these teams. I would be interested in betting some of these Gasol unders, both for points and for rebounds, because I do think that the lineup that makes the most sense for the Raptors to close with and to play meaningful minutes is the Lowry, Danny Green, uh, Kawhi, Siakam, Abaka lineup. So I think that Gasol could see his minutes come down in this series versus the Bucks series. Um, I would stay away from that because I do think there's some value there. And, and as I said, somebody like, keep in mind that like when we're getting, we're getting to the point where like, there's no drug testing. So a lot of these older players, particularly the older bigs are going to be a lot more mobile in the typical era. Like, so, so it, like guys like Serge, guys like Iggy, guys like Gasol will benefit from the fact that really we're at the point where like, you know, they're getting the best possible medical treatment they can. So I think he's going to be a little more spry. So I think like they've, they've been using a little more Gasol than Ibaka is, is what they've been going on. And I don't think that, so they were doing that against uh, the Bucks and the Bucks are a comparable situation because the Bucks like we're using, you know, they're going Lopez and Middleton and Giannis. So you, you kind of, it's a similar kind of take. I, I, I would I would I would hesitate on the Gasol over. I think or under. I think that there's a good chance that he gets more touches than he should. So then, right? do you like do you like the Abaka unders then? Um, or do you think that those are fairly priced? I think those are fairly priced, and I wouldn't like. I don't know exactly. Like, so I'm not exactly sure what the like the Warriors have to choose one of the. They have to basically let one of the Toronto bigs beat them, right? And I don't know which one's going to be, so I would kind of stay away from that. I'm a little more like, well, I like the I like the the, the secondary players, like I mentioned Clay, I, I mentioned Lowry's for over and Dre, but I don't like for the bigs. I I I, I think they're close to being fairly priced. I'd be yeah. I'd be I'd be I, because I again I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. My my gut tells me that Gasol is going to be the guy they go with, right? And here's the, the other thing is like if Boogie actually plays, like. So during the season, 
Uh, yeah, if Boogie that, plays, I like the Gasol overs because they will go with a lot of Gasol when Boogie's on the floor. But, but here's the thing. They were never, they were never playing – they, they played – I think during the regular season, they played Gasol and Ibaka five minutes together. And in the playoffs, they've actually gone to Gasol Ibaka. They've used it. They've used it a significant amount, particularly when they want to out-rebound the team and particularly when the team goes big. So if Boogie plays, I think there's a good chance you're going to see Ibaka Gasol if Boogie plays when they're giving Siakam a breather. Or they might even go Siakam, Gasol, and Ibaka if the, if the Warriors go big. Like, this is like any situation where Boogie's playing is good for Toronto because Toronto can just go like – they can roll out like the Paul Dude lineup. Right? Yeah. Go like we're going to rebound everything because Siakam's actually flexible enough that he can defend the three. Right? So it, it's, it's, it's interesting, and I would kind of stay away from that because I know Toronto, like, whereas like, their old coach didn't like doing this, Nurse is fine with rolling these huge lineups out there. And he's actually done it in the playoffs. Another interesting one, I think, is Curry over six and a half assists. You know, if, yeah. we're, if we're thinking he's going to just have to kind of do everything, you know, 44 minutes a night, I think that, you know, he'll have one of those crazy 13 assist games probably, like probably in one of the home games. Um, six and a half felt really low, and you're actually getting plus money on the over six and a half. I like that. I like, I like, I like the six and a half assists because I do think that that's kind of what Curry's going to have to do in this series. Right, so I think that like every game he's going to have to like move the ball and pass the ball, and that's what like Toronto is going to try to force the ball out of his hands, right? And so yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Some of these Danny Green overs seem very low. Danny Green total three pointers made nine and a half. The over is minus one ten. That one I'm I'm here on the sports book right. I'm actually just going to bet this one right now because that one that is that's too low. Is that for the series? Yeah, that, it has to be nine, nine, nine and a half main threes for Danny Green for the series. Are they serious with that? Nobody? They must. They, they Jesus. They're, so they're projecting the the sports books are projecting more playing time for Van Vliet. Well, they're, and they're, they're that, that means they're projecting a short series because there's like if you if you yeah. think he's going six or seven, then Danny Green nine and a half threes is is a ridiculous line, right? So if you think that is a very good like if you think the series is going long. And you don't want to take a position on either side. Taking Danny Green to like hit nine and a half three pointers seems just like that. Just seems like free money. Like if you think the series is going seven, let's say if you think the series is going six games, do you think Danny Green is hitting more than like one and a half threes a game? And that seems, man, that's yeah, that's low. Like he could he could he could have a game where he hits four or five, and then basically just like you just need him to have one good game. Right, and then like he he hits that, and I kind of feel like, ooh, that's that's that's. A, I didn't see that, and that is actually pretty damn. Good. I like that. A lot that of these a, total numbers seem sort of low. Kawhi total free throws forty two and a half. Lowry total free throws eighteen and a half. This would be a great way if you think this series is going six or seven. Uh, yeah. Instead of having to pick a winner, just betting the like Iguodala total personal fouls over eleven and a half. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Particularly, he's going to be covering Kawhi. So yeah, I think that's 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 cake. That 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 like like yeah. I mean, if you got if you get two Tony Brothers games, you're getting that, right? That's that's yeah. Some of the, like again, some of those series props are real. As I said, they're really interesting because of the. I think like the public thinks the series is going to go short. I mean, like we're going to get to the game series, and I and I have a I have two I have two bets there that I like. That, that we'll talk about, but, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to have uh, those, those totals that are like a little low. I mean, I think the Iggy's, Iggy's low. I think uh, Iggy Files is low. I think the, um, the, uh, the Danny Green three-pointers is a ridiculously low. If you think the series is going to go longer. All right. So what are some of the, the, the things that you have graded as bets? I mean, I like if you're going to go with the Warriors. I think Warriors series price at four, to, uh, like to win the series in, in six games, which is plus two eighty, is probably your best bet on the board for the Warriors. Um, uh, like my model thinks it's 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 the so it'll it would be uh, Raptors in five, Raptors in seven, or Warriors in six. And I think, uh, you know, I think like what is what is Warriors is, Raptors in five is plus uh, plus. Uh, Plus plus uh, a thousand one hundred, which is really good, and I think War and Raptors in seven is plus five ten. So if you take those three for series lengths, those are more li- more likely outcomes, and you can actually like you're going to get points the other way in a lot of these, right? So like let's say the, let's say let's say the series is, is so let's say the Raptors are up three one and they're going back to Toronto, 
Like, so you think if the Raptors are up 3-1, I think the Warriors are giving points in that. I think the Warriors are probably favored in game five, right? And so you can actually go the other way. If you're going to get, and I said that, if you're going game six, the series is, uh, the series is Warriors are up 3-2 and they can win it at Oracle. They're going to be getting points. And like, it'll be like Toronto will get like five or six points. Like Toronto will be like plus six or plus seven. So you have a lot of interesting options if you're holding those series prices. Right. And I think those are like the most interesting ones to me. Um, and I think I'd rather be holding Warriors, uh, Raptors to win the series 4-3 if, even if uh, I think the Warriors might actually win game seven because, again, the, the, there's some interesting possibilities holding that, like, that number uh, against whatever the, theory, the, the game price is going to be. Yeah, I think out of all of these bets, the ones that seem best to me to like get the exacta would be uh, Raptors win series four two. That would be that would be uh, out of all of those. That would be well, remember, the one. Remember, remember, it's a, remember the switch. It's it's two two one 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 now, right? So right. It's, it's two games. It's two games in Toronto. Two games in uh, in uh, Oracle. Then a game in Toronto, which is game five. Last game ever at Oracle is game six. That is last. Well, that's game why. That's why the number is so deep, though. Like it. Like if if so, the your modeling has the series price as closer, regardless, right? And you yeah. know, a, a six game series just is a, overall a six game series is more likely than a seven game series. So I think that like the the that the the ten to one price on four to two seems most bettable to me, even if the game by game logic would indicate that the seven-game series is more likely. But wouldn't you rather have the money? Wouldn't you? Here's the thing. What's the money line going to be in that game? So let, let's, let, let's, let's, say, let's say the Raptors are up 3-2, right? Mm-hmm. What's the money line in the game for the Raptors to win the game? It's going to be comparable, right? It will I'm be. Thinking, it I'm, will thinking be Warriors like, gonna, like, I'm thinking the Warriors are going to be like – It'll be like two – It'll be like – no, it'll be like 250. If they're up, if they're up at that point and Durant's still not back and Cousins is still not back and you know like like you know Curry had a 55 point game to win one of the games and it was like totally a miracle, I think the Raptors would they they could beat like 220 or 250 to one something like that. What if it's a dog fight at that point? What if every game's a dog fight? I mean, if it's a dog if, it, if it's a dog fight, yeah, it probably is more like 3 to 1. Yeah, I mean, this is this is why I said like, I, here's the thing. I I I love your logic, right? I, I think your logic is solid. I think that's actually a solid play. I like the other. I mean, I kind of like the other side because I I mean, although holding the action on both ends on that might actually be interesting, right? And then like if like and then like you, actually here's the thing. I think holding if you want to be cute, you can hold Warriors to win the series four two and Raptors to win the series four two, and then take the game action like to hedge against that. Like, I think you'll wind up, yeah, I think the, the prices are actually pretty decent both ways. So you're getting either plus, either getting, uh, well, I mean, you're getting plus 280 on the Warriors to win the series. But I mean, I think if you wanted to do something, you could build around that and take the series prices. I mean, I, I kind of like the, I like, I like the points on the, I'm going to like the points on the Raptors pretty much every game. But, but I think I, I, I you've, you've, you've talked me into like Raptors winning the series in six being interesting because I could yeah. totally, I could totally, I like, there's nothing that would be more kawaii than going out and eliminating the warriors. Like exactly. Like in the last home game, I think that would like, like if we were ever get him, a, get him to smile, that would be a game that he'd smile. Right. And I could totally see that. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting. Actually. I think so that is, like? that's, I think that is going to be, the only bet I make before the first game in terms of outcomes of the finals, because I am still very undecided. I, I defer a lot to Stephen Curry. I defer a lot to Steve Kerr, who, you know, we, we can make fun of Steve Kerr's rotations. And, you know, he played Anderson Vergeau in the game seven. And he's done all these things. But this is the most successful and the best basketball team that we have seen in, you know, the the shooting and spacing era, and I, I defer a lot to that. So I, I think Toronto to win in six games is going to be the only series bet that I make before it starts just because I like the price, and it's a, it's a good way to hedge again. Well, basically it's a good way for me to be kind of happy regardless of what happens in game six because at that point I will either have bet a, a shorter Warriors price 
or I will be rooting for the Raptors in game six. What do you think of Toronto's Toronto Raptors series one at plus one and a half? Series games one at plus one and a half, which is going off at plus 112. Yeah, that seems, that seems pretty good. Yeah, that's interesting. Or even money, or like uh, plus one going off at plus 167 is interesting. Again, if you think it's going to be a longer series, I don't know if that's if betting on Danny Green to hit the threes or that's better. But that both of those are interesting kind of, oh, I think the series is going to go longer than the public bets. I know that like somebody that I follow who's been like kind of riding the Raptors wagon was riding that one and a half, was riding, uh, was betting uh, Toronto Raptors series games one plus one and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the what I will be airing on the side of because I'm gonna, when we're done here, I'm going to go through and bet all these props to the ones that I like, and I think I'm just going to be airing on the side of betting for longer series. So like Kawhi Leonard total block steals over twenty and a half. If you think that this is a, a five game series, you take the under. If you think this is a six game series, you probably take the over. I come back to that. I come back to the 2015 series, and. I would argue that the 2015 Warriors were a better team than this Warriors team and that the 2015 Cavs were a significantly worse team than this Raptors team, right? And that series went, that series went six games, right? And the Cavs did not have home court advantage in that series. And, I mean, literally, like, if you look at that, like, so it was, it was, it was LeBron was the top minute getter for that team. Kyrie got hurt, so it was LeBron, then Tristan, then Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith. And I don't know what to tell you, but like, you know, if, we, if we're kind of treating Kawhi and LeBron as kind of an even up, you look at the roster for the Raptors, it's significantly better than like that Cavs team and they have home court. So I think they're like, there's almost no chance. Like, I don't think there's any chance that the series goes less than six unless the Warriors completely get rolled. And I don't think the Warriors are going to completely get rolled. I think, I think this thing goes, I think this thing goes six most likely at least right and i'm kind of kind of expecting it to go seven like the only way i see it going five is as the warriors lose in five right because they get rolled and like they're just like you know they just can't overcome but again i think the more likely outcomes are six and seven so if i think if you think the most likely outcomes are six and seven then a lot of the totals bet that you were mentioning those are really really interesting i think the iggy bet is interesting and i think the danny green bet is interesting because those are kind of geared toward a shorter series, and I don't think that's going to be the case here. Yeah. I mean, would, I mean like, if you, if you have to bet your life, wh- how many games does the series go? Six games. Six games seems most likely to me either yeah. direction. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And, and uh, I mean, I kind of, the way I'm thinking this breaks down is, I, you know, I kind of think, the, I mean, I kind of think the Raptors are going to be up 3-2. Right, and I think it's going to be down on the Warriors to win an Oracle yeah. and force it back to Toronto. Right, and I could here's the thing: I could totally see the Warriors winning Game Six and Seven. I could totally see it, but I could also see Kawhi just going off and going like, "No," and doing what it, like we've watched it, we've seen it. Kawhi just deciding in the third quarter that like, "No, I'm winning this game." Right, and no matter what you do, I'm winning this game. And so again, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be good, great basketball. I think the value bets are all on the Toronto side and also on the series goes longer side. I think we both agree to that. Yeah. I think, I think that seems like the most likely outcome. Yeah. Anything else you like? No, I think, I think it seems like the overs for Steph and for Kawhi, uh, some of the clay overs clay for finals, MVP, uh, Warriors or or Raptors in six. And then I'm, I do not have a bet on the straight up series price. I'm going to wait to see what the Warriors price is after game one. Kind of, kind of hoping they lose game one. I think if you're looking, if you're looking for a pre finals, like a pre start of the finals price on the Warriors, the best time to do it is when you get the injury news on KD. And I think, because I think the injury news on KD is going to be, which is on Wednesday is KD's not going to travel to Toronto. Like, yeah. It's either, it's either KD's not like, I think the two, the two likely outcomes are KD's not traveling to Toronto and, or KD's not playing in the finals. And I think the Warriors will not go with number two. They'll go with number one because they want to keep the possibility of KD playing so that the, so that the Raptors have to prep for it. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's playing, but I think they're, they're basically just reporting it so that the Raptors are basically kind of have it in their mind. But again, I, I mean, do you, I mean, do you disagree that I don't think KD's playing? Right. No, K- Durant. Durant is like he's got to be like 
I mean, I, I will, I try not to think in terms of just black and white. He's got to be like plus 500 to play a minute in this series. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I mean, if there are there any KD totals listed? No, no, they're not. They're, uh, they're not on, not on Pinnacle, not on uh, any of the books. That should tell you something. The fact that there's no totals on him should tell you something. Yeah, there are, bo- there are boogie totals, but no Durant totals. Yeah, if there were any Durant totals, I would tell people bet the under. Yeah, oh, bet definitely. So Vegas is basically not listing any KD totals, which kind of tells you that like it's off the board. They think he's gone, right? So you know, take that as you will and then like adjust your pricing. And I don't think the public is considering that. But I mean, I think from a DFS point, we have to consider it. So like right now I'm going like Katie's not playing. If Katie's not playing, I have to treat this at worst as a pick and series. There and, are, there are some interesting Kevin Durant futures. He is minus 175 to play game one of the 2019, 2020 NBA season with the Knicks. Um, I think if we're going to get into that, I think the way to kind of think about it is it's the Knicks. They'll find a way to blow it. Yeah, I would, not, I would not bet that, but I think it's interesting that the Warriors are not the favorite in a liquid market. Well, I think here's the thing. I think he, I think he wants, like, every piece of scuttlebutt I've heard is he's gone. Yeah. The question is, are the Nets in play? Are the Clippers in play? Because Jerry West has basically done some really interesting stuff there. And I think he, like, uh, I, would, I would bet the field, and I would imagine, and I haven't looked, but I would imagine that the field's probably a favorite to land Durant right now if you can if you can get odds on on the field on the book I'm looking at you cannot get the field but the Nets are plus 700 yeah I would think the Nets the Clippers uh maybe the Celtics and but the the Knicks have to be the favorite on that yeah yeah so I mean like I think that like given all that we know and given that Vegas is not giving you the option to take the unders on any KD totals assume he's not playing and assume this series is going longer than the public thinks because the public is ill-informed here right and that's where the value is like if you're betting that's where the value is in this series yep all right well I think that will do it for our 2019 NBA finals preview ultimate ultimate prediction the thing you think that is most likely to happen I think I think Kawhi is playing at a different level, and I think he's going to win Toronto the championship. And I think that's because I think again I, I think it's really hard for a team to do well in that fifth straight finals, and the yeah. Warriors are like really banged up, and like Toronto's like the team is a team just perfectly built to do it, and 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 Kawhi's just been an assassin. And I think that like I, I think if there's anything that's going to get him to be happy is like, I think nothing would make him happier than beating the Warriors in Oracle to win the title. I think that would be, and I'm sorry, Spurs fans, that it has to happen to you, but I'm actually kind of glad that's happening for Raptors fans. I think like that's everything I've seen just kind of leads me to say, I don't want to put money against Kawhi. I would rather have my money with Kawhi than against Kawhi at this point. So my final pick is going to be Raptors in six. But I will be trying to get – I'm going to bet Raptors in six. I'm going to bet that right now. But I am also going to hopefully be able to get uh, a better Warriors price after game one. That's my, my – Raptors in six most likely. But uh, I think Warriors in seven is probably the second most likely outcome after that. I think, I think uh, Raptors in six and then look at the clay – look at the clay, look at the clay, uh, look at the clay prop for MVP. I think that's going to be interesting too. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's a good – that's a good – that and Curry are good, interesting hedges to that. And uh, it's, 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 it's things that you can actually go out and get. Um, Dave, this has been fun. Uh, and hopefully, like, you know, everybody wins money. Yeah, everyone. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Arturo, for doing the show. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, he is at American Numbers. And uh, make sure to check out all the excellent work that he's putting in on Daily Roto and Roto Experts.